disclaimer um, that there's gonna be a lot of things that I say or that Nick says that sound like we're just repeating the same thing. And so I, wanna, I want you guys to literally prepare your minds right now because sometimes it can be easy when we hear things repeated to just check out and to say, ah, this is redundant, this is repetitive, but it's on purpose. The truths that we're gonna hear tonight are something that we have to proclaim over and over again. We are invited to do that in even partaking in communion. Jesus repeats himself all throughout scripture to bring emphasis to important things. And so that is why we may have some repetition today. So communion, right? It's this interesting thing that we see where every so often people get up on, you know, a table to a table and they eat this little piece of bread and they drink a little bit of juice. So maybe you've wondered, is this just snack time at church? Is this Jesus not wanting us to be hungry? What does this really mean? Why do we do this? Um, maybe you've wondered if there's more to it than that, or maybe you're a pro and you are very familiar with communion, and we are going to talk for all of those questions. Um, communion is something that the church has done for thousands of years, and you might also hear it called the Lord's Supper. Um, it has other names than just communion, but for tonight, communion is what we'll call it. Um, and so the big statement that I kind of want us to take away for tonight that kind of encompasses communion um, is that his body was broken and his blood was shed so that we could be made whole. And so we're going to dive in to what that means. What exactly is communion and why is it important? And so to answer this, we're going to go back in time and we're going to go to the night before Jesus died and where him and his disciples had the very first communion. It was right before he was going to go to the cross, and he had one last meal with his disciples. And so they all gather, and they're sitting at this big table, and he takes a cup that is filled with wine, and after giving thanks, he told the disciples to divide it amongst themselves. He also takes a loaf of bread, maybe not exactly like this one, but similar like this one, and he says, this is my body, and it's broken for you. And he breaks it. And he hands a piece to each of his disciples. And so this statement that this is my body is a way that he is saying that the bread symbolizes how his body would be broken and given for them on the cross. Jesus compares himself all throughout scripture to bread, actually, even at times calling himself the bread of life. And that is because he knows that our spirits need nourishment just as much as our physical bodies. Maybe more simply put, that we have spiritual needs just like we have physical needs. And so when we eat the bread, we can remember that Jesus is really the one who sustains us, right? He sustains us physically, but really he knows that we need spiritual healing. And so it is he that sustains us more than any sort of person or thing that we might try to sustain ourselves with instead. So continuing in the story, Jesus passes around the cup to his disciples, we'll find out. <laughs> um, he passes the cup, um, and Jesus told them that this is my blood. And so the cup is a representative of Jesus's blood that was going to be poured out as a sacrifice for them on the cross. Before Jesus, the only way for God's people to atone for sin was for them to sacrifice an animal that had no imperfections. The Bible says in Romans 6.23 that the cost of sin was death. But out of God's great mercy, he sends his son to die in our place so that we 
might live. Jesus comes to earth, he lives a life without sin, and he becomes the perfect sacrifice. They even call him the sacrificial lamb. Um, Sacrifice for the sins of all mankind. And so without Jesus, we would be separated from God because of our sin. But through Jesus and his death on the cross, we are made clean, and we get to live in communion with God for eternity. And so to break down this illustration um, that he gives in this first communion further, we're going to look at five elements of communion pretty quickly um, because this is actually going to lead us into our own time of taking communion together tonight. So the five kind of basics of communion, as I've kind of coined it, um, are remember, examine, praise, feast, and wait. And so we're going to kind of walk through each of those. So the first one of those is remember. And so when the um, disciples were eating the bread and drinking the cup, Jesus also tells them at the end of it to do this in remembrance of me. Often this is the phrase that is written across some communion tables. I think it might say that on the other one that we use um, outside. And it says, do this in remembrance of me. And so the point is that we are taking communion to remember everything that I just talked about, to remember what Jesus did for us, to remember who we were before our life of sin and before we decided to follow Jesus, before we were made new in Christ. Remember that he is the one that sustains us and remember that because of his giving of his body, we can be made whole and experience healing. The bread and the cup are physical symbols And we take them into ourselves to remember his sacrifice. It's a symbol of bringing Jesus into the innermost parts of our being. Sometimes that's what's said on Sunday mornings here at the chapel. That we bring Jesus into the innermost parts of our being where he can transform us and heal us from the inside out. And so similarly to baptism, as we um, talked about a couple weeks ago, it's an outward expression or communion similar to baptism is an outward expression of something that's happening internally. And so I continue to remind us that his body was broken and his blood was shed so that you could be made whole. Moving on to the next um, kind of basic we can see is examine. So in Paul's instructions um, here in 1 Corinthians 11, we are to examine ourselves before taking communion. And so what this means is we approach the Lord's table in a posture of confession. We often take a moment before we take communion, to reflect on areas of our heart that maybe we haven't fully surrendered to the Lord, or sins that we continue to struggle with, and we take time to acknowledge them before the Lord. We examine our character. Next is praise. And so in taking communion, we also get to praise and give thanks to the Lord for what he has done for us and the grace that he has lovingly given us. We proclaim the Lord's death, proclaim we praise for what he has done. We praise him um, while we take communion. Next is the actual act of the feast. When we come to the table and we partake in the meal, you may have heard it said on Sunday Sunday mornings that we get to be nourished at the table. Um, And as we've kind of already said, being nourished is is this um, taking of the body into the innermost parts of our being, and we get to be encouraged, we get to be strengthened, We get to be reminded, as we already talked about, and we remember. We're humbled as we examine, and we surrender ourselves. We get to be fully nourished in our souls um, by this act of taking communion. 
and we get to commune with each other. This would have been a lot more visible in Jesus's day as they were literally breaking the bread and handing it to the next person or taking the cup and handing it to the next person. It was this communal act. We don't often do that, um, but really it still is. We all eat from the same loaf. We all drink from the same cup. And so we are doing this act as a body of believers, communing with one another. And as we commune, the last thing I want to talk about is how we're called to wait. Um, The meal is not done until all have been served. On Sunday mornings, we make sure that the team who's running the sound gets communion, the band, the people serving, and also the pastor who is preaching. We make sure that everybody has been fed and we wait to move on until everyone has had communion. Um, And this is kind of all throughout scripture. God calls us to wait for things. He invites us to be patient. And so it's so consistent that he would want us to do the same, even in communion. His body was broken and his blood was shed that you, so that you could be made whole. That is the purpose and the plan of each of these things. As we remember, we examine, we praise, we feast, and we wait. And so in a moment, Nick is going to lead us in our own time of communion. Um, But before that, I want to pray, and I want to reflect on kind of what God has taught us already, so that as we come to the table, we would humble ourselves, that we would get honest. And so I want us to spend a couple minutes in prayer being honest with Jesus, to tell him the truth about where we've been looking for healing and wholeness outside of, of him. We all do this, right? We look to social media. We look to our friends. We look to things that we ingest that are not good for our bodies, whatever that may be. The ways that we have looked in all the wrong places to be satisfied. So let's take a minute to be honest before the Lord. I'll lead us in that prayer, and then Nick will come up. Good and gracious God, as we come to your communion table, we take a minute to get honest, to be real and vulnerable, and to acknowledge our uncleanliness and our unfaithfulness. Jesus, knowing that you love us and cleanse us, help us to be honest before you now. Lord, you already know every sin and every shortcoming we have ever done. And still in knowing our brokenness, you extend your grace. May we feel the arms of you wrapping around us, calling us sons and daughters, because you forgive us. And as we experience your grace and assurance, we get to proclaim the good news that we are all forgiven in Christ. Lord, we examine ourselves and we humble ourselves and we pray all of this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. His body was broken, blood was shed so that you could be made whole. As we come and take uh, communion tonight, uh, communion is open to all those who believe in Jesus Christ and have put their complete faith, and trust in him. If you have not taken that step yet, that is okay. And I don't want anybody to feel like uh, this is something that we are forcing you to do. If you are someone who has a specific denominational background and you're not quite at a point where you're sure if you're supposed to be taking communion yet, that is okay. If you're of a denomination that believes that you should be baptized before you take communion, that is totally fine. If you aren't quite ready to say, I have put my faith in Jesus Christ, that is okay. Two, if your parents, if you're not sure if your parents would want you to take communion tonight, that is okay. I don't want anybody to feel forced, but as we're in this series 
of going back to the basics. We thought it, w- it would, could be a, such an opportunity for those of us who do, uh, who do say that we believe and put our faith and our hope and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ to come together at the table to share a meal together. And if tonight, if, if as we talked through um, what communion means, as you heard Amanda go through that, if that's a decision that you have decided to take tonight, then we would happily welcome you uh, up to take communion with us as well. Amanda mentioned um, that 1 Corinthians uh, is an important uh, uh, book, and, and chapter 11 is an important uh, um, chapter within that book as we look at what Paul has written. And he said that on the night that he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. Oh, a handheld mic, not great for that. Amanda, he broke it like that. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup. And after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In a moment, uh, we are going to uh, begin the process of taking communion together. Um, There used to be a center aisle right there, uh, and so if maybe Madeline and the guys in the back can move so we can make this work. Um, But uh, as you you come up, there's gonna be two stations in the front. Tommy's gonna be playing a a song, and as you come up, we'll kind of start in the front, do a loop, come around the side, get back to your seat, and you'll you'll come to one of us. Uh, Me and Amanda will be one group, and Brett and Madeline will be the other group, and one of us will have a basket of bread, and we'll give you a piece of bread, and we'll say, this is the body given for you. And then you'll take that bread and you'll dunk it in the cup. And we'll say, this is Jesus's blood that was shed for you. And then you'll eat it. You can also come up if you don't wish to partake, but, but want to come up. We would love, just put your hands across your heart and we would love to say a quick prayer for you. If you want to talk more about communion afterwards to a leader, to me, to Amanda, to Brett, to anybody, we would love to continue this conversation to get all of us knowing more about what we're doing as we talk about communion. As we take communion, we may feel God's healing and wholeness and salvation uh, in our lives. We may feel the connection, uh, the the, the symbolism of taking him in, of being fully uh, committed and putting our full trust in him. And like I said, Tommy's gonna be playing. Uh, The words will be up on the screen as you wait to come up, as you get back you can just sit and, and listen. You can join in and sing along um, a, as we consider all that Jesus is and has done for us in our lives. So let me pray and then uh, give us a second to get set up and then, and then we'll do communion. So let's pray. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who is perfect and sinless sacrifice that you sent your son to die so that we, a people full of sin, could have a chance at connecting with you through him, could have a chance at eternal life with you because no matter what we think we could do, there was no way 
to reconnect with you without what Jesus did, without what this bread and this cup represents. Jesus, we come before you tonight uh, humbly thankful for all you did. We ask that, um, that in this moment as we take communion, that even if uh, we decide not to partake tonight, that, that hopefully we are open our ears to hear you at work in our lives, that even if we decide that tonight's not the right night to join in, that's okay because tonight might not be the right night, but the right night might be just around the corner. Jesus, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for all you've done to us, for us and in us. And all God's people said, amen. To those around 
we're going to pray, and then we'll be dismissed as small group. Jesus, thank you so much, um, yeah, that we get to be nourished at your table, God, that we get to um, just experience what it means that um, you gave your body and your blood uh, to save us. Lord, I pray that um, as we enter into small groups that we can have um, good discussion, that we can be honest still, that we can continue to examine, we can continue to praise, continue to feast and wait um, as we just continue to long for you, God, um, and long for you to do more uh, within us. Lord, I pray for all of these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen.